0: Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host. I'm here with Ashley Bekmezion. I hope I said that right. She's from Harriman, Utah, <laughs> and she's had her mission call for a little while, but she's getting ready to serve over in Seattle, Washington, Spanish speaking. She reports on September 18th, so a little more than a month and a half. Ashley, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Thank you. I'm doing so good. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. Yeah, doing great. Excited to uh to chat with you and hear your story. Just yeah, to learn from you. So um, you know, without further ado, well, actually, before we get started here, let me just slow this down for a second. <laughs> for those listening, this podcast, we focus a lot on the why behind missionary work, you know, the why, you know, what's your why for serving and all that. And on that note, we will be, I actually just finished writing a book. And so we're going to be publishing it on on October 2nd is the first day it'll become available. Uh, pre-order will be sometime in September. We're going to let you know here shortly, but just wanted to, to throw that in there um but without further ado Ashley what is your why and uh why why you know why a mission
1: yeah um I've been thinking about it a lot because I knew I was going to be coming on here um and a lot of people ask questions especially leading up to getting my mission when I was at school everybody's like oh why are you going on a mission whatever and um like it's kind of simple. Ever since I was really young, I've known that I wanted to serve a mission. I have uh, five older siblings and all of them served missions. I have two older brothers, two older sisters. And uh, that was really cool for me to see my siblings go on missions. But I remember when I was eight years old and I got baptized, my parents gave me a quad, you know, the four books of scripture. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading through the Book of Mormon when I was eight and seeing a lot of things and marking down like this means that I need to go on a mission and today actually I was looking through my old quad, because I don't use that one anymore and it's really cool because I saw so many so many instances where I wrote it down and so many things that talked about how I needed to share the gospel and so I've kind of known from a young age but at the same time when I was about 13 to 16. I wasn't super sure anymore. I didn't know if I was only wanting to go on a mission because all my other siblings had and if that was just me you know being a kid like singing the primary songs wanting to go on a mission when I'm older but I remember I went to an EFY and EFYs are always an awesome experience if you get to go She's now FSY. But Mm -hmm. I remember after EFY, I just had so many spiritual experiences. And I would just remember talking to my counselor and I remember her name was Kim. And I remember us having a discussion and us just sharing our testimonies together and me just feeling like, how could I not share these experiences with other people? And it's crazy because I was thinking about my mission and i remember she looks at me and she says ashley you need to go on a mission and it was just kind of one of those moments where you're like wow the timing like i it can't not be true you know yeah wow and then yeah and then um last year in one of the general conferences i can't remember if it was i think it was last year's april conference um president nelson talked about receiving your endowment and not having to wait till you go on your mission or get married mm-hmm. and so i remember i went to dc with my family we went to the temple open house there and while we were walking there i i felt like i needed to receive my endowment so i got started on the process i received my endowment six days after my birthday <laughs> as fast as i could. Um, oh, yeah. And Yeah, it was so cool because my entire family that was old enough, because I have two younger brothers, but everybody that was old enough was there. All my siblings, all their spouses, and my parents and some close family friends were there. And so I remember walking through the veil and my entire family had all kind of stood up and clumped together in the Celestial Room. And they were all standing there together. And I just remember I started crying because I was overwhelmed by how everything else just kind of fell away. And it kind of sounds cliche, but it's true yeah. that you realize that your family is the only thing that matters. And I was once again, just struck with that feeling of how can I not go share this with people? Because I think one of the hardest parts of life is losing people that you love, right? And so the fact that I can go tell the people that they can be with their families for eternity and that they can see them again, it just kind of, you know, made it super secure and I was 100% going to go on my mission. So yeah, that's, that's that's my why it's kind of long, but that's my why.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's really cool. And it's, it's kind of cool just how there's different, you know, different experiences that kind of build on each other. Right. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And how, you know, one, you go from kind of one spiritual experience to the next and just in, in a sense, you know, kind of climb, climb a staircase, you know, to get to the end goal, right?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: That's really, that's really cool. And what a great experience too, you know, about the temple and, you know, having just
1: mm-hmm.
0: most, mo- you know, most of the family there, right? I mean, you said your two younger brothers weren't able to, but, um, but they will soon, right? I'm I'm sure, you know, once they're old enough, <laughs> they'll be there. Of so. course. That's great. Super cool. Um, I know before we started recording here, you were talking about how you know, you graduated early from high school and you started, um, going to, to BOUI online and then you went to school for just a semester, right?
1: Two semesters. Yeah. Two
0: semesters. Got it. Okay. And how do you feel like that has helped kind of get you ready to serve or what, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, yes and no. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think that going to college was really interesting. Um, I really loved it it was a great experience I think that um I'm gonna gather my thoughts here for a second <laughs> Yeah, no worries. so I was able to meet a couple people at the end of fall semester so I went last year for my first semester in September and um I met this one girl and at the time she was um She was gone like partying, getting drunk and stuff every weekend. And, you know, that was not my lifestyle at all. Mm -hmm. But I remember we became friends and it was really cool because she started going to church and started reading her scriptures. and, And then in winter semester, she decided that she wanted to serve a mission. And so I think that seeing that was super inspiring to me. And like things, experiences like those really helped me. But at the same time, being at college, kind of made me realize that I struggle a lot more with things than I thought I did I don't know if that makes any sense but it was kind of like a reality check that the mission is not going to be like this amazing like yeah it will be amazing but it's not going to be an easy experience right. um, and so I guess in the end that is good as well so yes like I would say it helped me prepare especially because last semester I was on the Student Leadership Council and I was able to have a lot of moments there where I learned how to rely on the Savior and how to rely on personal revelation and act on personal revelation. And I think it's taught me to trust the Lord in a way that I never had before. Because I think I tend, and I think everybody can feel this way that we all tend to try to do things by ourselves or try to accomplish things. And I was kind of at a point where I was trying to do everything by myself. And I finally had to realize that I couldn't do everything by myself. And I had to rely on Jesus Christ and on heavenly father. And as soon as I decided to start putting things in their hands, I was able to see like a three sixty, and like I guess a 180 <laughs> and um, things were able to kind of fall into place a little bit more, but that doesn't mean to say that it's been easy. Cause so it's slightly off topic here, but I know that a lot of people talk about how, when they get their mission calls and like how things just fall into place and how amazing it is. And while, yes, it's been amazing. And I love this phase where I'm waiting to go on my mission. And since I got my mission call, like there's been so much more I would say temptation and I'd say just like a lot of trials since I got my mission call so I don't know yeah just a lot to learn from all these experiences so that was kind of scattered but
0: (laughs) no that was great yeah that was great And and I think that's a good you know a lot of good insight a lot of good points you hit on there you know because, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, when you're when you're going to do something big and you're going to make some big spiritual progress, whether that's going to the temple, whether that's getting baptized, whether that's, you know, you're you're going to get the priesthood or, or get married in the temple, like whatever it is, there's going to be opposition, right? You know, mm-hmm. going, going on a mission, you know, whenever you're going to be taking a step closer to Christ, there's going to be opposition. It's just like, you know, happened for Joseph Smith. It happened for, for Moses, it happened, you know, it just happens. And that's
1: mm-hmm.
0: just, just how it goes, unfortunately, sometimes. But also fortunately, because, you know, we can become better people because of it. And then we can
1: exactly. kind of
0: elevate ourselves, right? You know, we can become stronger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I think that's that's cool that you mentioned that. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's a good point as well, you know, just about how, you know, school was a in in a sense a bit of a reality check right
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was just sometimes <clears throat> we need those experiences that help us realize like yeah maybe you know maybe i do struggle with certain things a bit more than i thought i did you know mm-hmm. or or maybe that's a little harder for me than i thought it was or maybe this thing is a little easier right just kind of you know getting out of the house doing a few more things for ourselves you know being you know and whether that's a church school or not you know obviously experiences vary from person to person if you place place, but but yeah i think i think that's cool that you you touch on that because yeah it's not always easy it's not always fun but you know even the the reality check of oh yeah this is a lot harder for me than i thought can can be a, a benefit in the end totally but That's really cool. And did you, by chance, did you take mission prep or anything like that or just like religion courses and like um, for, I guess they do about like one per semester, right? Something like that.
1: Yeah. So since I did the two online before the two in person, I have like three of the main cornerstone requirements is what they're called. So yeah, I did three normal religion classes and then last semester I took mission prep. If anyone's going to BYU-Idaho and they want to take mission prep, Brother Riggins is awesome.
0: Yeah. Actually he, was, he was a mission president <laughs> in Chile, right?
1: Yeah, he was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually he was my mission prep teacher as well.
1: No way. He's so awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really cool. He's, he's really good. He's funny too.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Super cool. Well, yeah. Did he, did he help you learn Spanish at all?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, yeah. but, uh, We'll soon i mean
0: a, yeah what just in a month and a half you're gonna be do you, you do home mtc first right for like
1: yeah i do a week of home you know, mtc before i go to mexico mtc
0: gotcha okay cool 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 mexico and then
1: yeah
0: up to seattle Mhm. super cool so well excited. ashley ashley <laughs> what advice would you give to those that are still deciding if they want to serve
1: um biggest advice is probably just like, if you're not sure about it, I don't feel like you can really go wrong with moving forward with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also maybe you have two good options in front of you, right? And a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know which one to choose. But I think you could just pick one and start moving forward. If that's not the option that is for you, I think God will tell you and you will know. And so again, like there's no harm in moving forward. Um, And also the amount of growth that you will experience on a mission is something that I don't think that you will quite be able to accomplish, at least not in that short amount of a time frame. if yeah. you don't go. So like think about like, you're not only serving others, but you really are serving yourself. And also the joy that comes from that. I really like to think of the verse in the scriptures that says like, oh, how great will be your joy if you bring one soul unto me? And how much greater will be your joy if you bring many souls unto me? It's so, like, we are really profiting everybody in the situation when we choose to go um i don't know yeah just just go just make the choice to go i don't think that and and when it gets hard when you maybe you're having some hiccups along the way not to get discouraged because ultimately it's worth it and yeah i think that's that's my advice
0: that's great yeah I, i agree i agree and uh yeah it's you think about the mission, it's really, uh, in many ways, it's kind of a selfish endeavor, you know, like you, you think <laughs> that it's like, yeah, it's, it is on, it's like, yeah, it's selfless, but it's also pretty selfish, you know, depending on, on how you look at it. Cause really you think about the person you, you are now and the person you will be afterwards, it's, it's going to be night and day, you know, it's, if you really apply yourself, you do your best, you have faith, you work hard, you know, you're obedient, it's going to be night and day. And it's not going to happen overnight, right? That's why you're, that's Mm -hmm. why you got 18 months or two years, whatever it is, right? It's just, it's a process. And, and yeah, it's kind of funny in many ways, the mission is a selfish endeavor, but that's kind of how anything is, you know, to find yourself, you really got to lose yourself. And that's, that's what it is.
1: Yes. I love that. It's so true.
0: So, well, actually, thank you so much for coming to the podcast, for sharing your story, your wisdom, your thoughts. Any final advice, final thoughts before we sign off?
1: Um, I'll just share something Brother Riggins taught me. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Brother Riggins, two quick things. First thing is that if you're going on a mission, he always taught to teach in a way that they cannot misunderstand, mm. which ever since he said that has really stuck with me with everything I say is to Say things in a way that they can't be misunderstood. And then the second thing he talked about is if you don't even have your call yet, but you know you're going to get your call to start praying for love for the people of your mission and your future companions and your mission president right now. And I can testify that I started doing that when I was taking his class. And as soon as I read my mission call, I was just filled with love and appreciation for the people of Seattle. And I know that um, that that can only come from God. And if it's truly your call, so that's it.
0: <laughs> that's great. That's great advice. Yeah. Teach in a way that they can't misunderstand. That's, mm-hmm. that's a cool way of thinking about it. Yeah. And I do remember him, you know, when I took his class, he did talk about, yeah, start praying now, you know, pray to love the people you're going to serve You're you know, the missionaries you'll serve with and yeah, the mission leaders, all that. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's powerful. It's really powerful. So, well, Ashley, again, thank you so much. You're gonna be a great missionary over in Seattle in about a month and a half, right? Have a great mission. Give them heaven. If you or someone you know is preparing for or currently serving a mission, check out the called to serve mission journals using the description below. They are specific to each mission and are based on the state or national flag. They've got a nice clean look. And Elder Richard G. Scott once said, quote, write down in a secure place the important things you learn from the Spirit. You will find that as you write down precious impressions, often more will come. Also, the knowledge you gain will be available throughout your life. Close quote. The official call-to-serve mission journals are now live and available for purchase. We now have all the Australia, Mexico, and most of the United States missions live, available now. If you have trouble finding the mission you're looking for, please send us an email at calledtoservepodcast at gmail.com. Tap the link in the description below to pick up your journal today.